Psychedelics The Great Mystery of Mother Nature Gaia Our mind is our link to consciousness. But what exactly are psychedelics? Are they escapist tools? Or are they a way to open a portal and tap into a new kind of dimension? A new consciousness? We'll be exploring these topics and many more, so stay tuned until the end. Let's first start with what psychedelics are. Psychedelics derive from ancient Greek, which can be translated to mind manifesting or mind expanding. Humans have been using plants and fungus to change the experience of consciousness for a very long time, with evidence of ancient civilizations using them dating back thousands of years. However, it wasn't until the mid-20th century that early psychedelic research transformed neuroscience forever. It all started when Swiss chemist Albert Hoffmann was investigating a migraine medicine and pulled an old vial of LSD, a type of psychedelic, off his shelf, accidentally dosing himself. Then, like a cannon, he was ejected into a new experience so profound that he wanted to share it with the world. Czech psychiatrist Stanislav Grof believed that this psychic opening allowed experiences from the subconscious that go all the way back to birth to resurface during the trip. This challenges the idea that consciousness is just a product of the neurophysiological processes in the brain. When the body goes, the brain goes, and there goes consciousness. But we have absolutely no proof that consciousness is generated in the brain. Psychedelics have been used effectively to understand neurotransmitters and receptors with the development of psychiatric drugs as a treatment for a wide range of mental illnesses, obsession, anxiety, and depression, as well as patients with terminal illness. It was also used to treat alcoholism with a high success rate. However, all this productive research was short-lived. Public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. It suddenly turned into something dreaded by the government, and it started its propaganda campaign about its negative effects on the human mind, seeing it as a threat to public safety. In 1970, the Controlled Substance Act was passed, that listed many psychedelic substances as no longer accepted for medical use, stating that it had a high potential for abuse, which is completely incorrect. This abruptly stopped all research of a very promising substance that had a ton of benefits, for reasons not related to science, and this made us lose decades of research to potentially discover more about anxiety, depression, and about our consciousness, and how the mind works. In the United States, around 10% of the population suffers from depression. Drug companies and the pharmaceutical industry produce massive quantities of antidepressants to sell to these people. It has been reported that people with depression and anxiety, after a single intake of psychedelics, anxiety and depression were gone for up to six months. It becomes quite obvious by now why these are illegal. Imagine how much money the drug companies would be losing. We are in a situation where mental health care is so broken, failing to reach most of the people who need it. The last major innovation were the SSRIs in the 1980s, used to the treatment for depression by increasing serotonin levels. So we need new ways of thinking, and psychedelics seems to be the way to go. Of course, for funding, Big Pharma is not interested in this since there is no intellectual property to control. 
but a lot of private fundraisers are helping to make this a possibility. This is not a war on drugs. This is a war on the mind. Psychedelics are consciousness-expanding drugs. They essentially dissolve the sense of the ego, your individual personality, your thoughts about yourself, and can create a sense of oneness with everything. Once you take the substance, you're almost catapulted into a higher consciousness, a portal of knowledge where everything is interconnected, our body and all living things. It is very easy to take the experience of self for granted. As we live and experience the world through our sensations, we form perceptions. Even the self is itself a perception. The ego dissolution disintegrates this, rewiring the brain. Usually, our brain is in what's called a default mode network, or DMN for short. This is the part of the brain that is best known to be active when a person is not focused on the outside world. Our sense of self and our reflection upon our lives, when we ruminate and our mind wanders, thinking about the future or the past, it is the center of your personality, your ego. As the psychedelic drug makes its way into the brain, it binds to a particular serotonin receptor called the 5-HT2A receptor. It is common in the cerebral cortex, the part of the brain which has experienced the largest evolutionary variation in humans. The drug eventually makes the DMN go into an offline mode. Neuroscientists expected to see lots of activity because there are such fireworks in the experience, but they were surprised to find that the area went quiet. The brain scans were pretty much identical to those of a brain in deep meditation, which is also known to shut down the DMN. This makes sense since it also intends to dissolve the ego. Under the effects of the substance, our DMN changes significantly. That is to say that our thoughts, which normally run down specific paths, are not able to run through them. However, a study performed an experiment on patients with psilocybin saw how it dramatically changed the brain automatically creating new connections through natural brain neuroplasticity and find alternative ways to exchange information. This temporary rewiring creates a great enhancement in neuronal activity. This is amazing, and psychedelics gives us access to that consciousness. Psychedelics are in a completely different realm in the spectrum of drugs. Classical psychedelics are LSD, psilocybin, also known as magic mushrooms, mescaline, found in peyote, and DMT, which is also found in ayahuasca. Serotonin is a chemical that is sometimes called a happy chemical, due to its contribution to well-being and happiness. Psychedelics activate the serotonin receptors, and they are quite similar in the chemical compounds. When you consume a psychoactive such as a psilocybin mushroom, it breaks down into your stomach, and psilocin is what does the magic, which is why it's also known as magic mushrooms. When you take a close look at the psilocin molecule, you can see that it is an exact replica of your serotonin molecule, which is quite uncanny. In other words, something produced by nature is identical to what is produced in our biological bodies. Magic mushrooms grow almost in any climate zone and there are over 200 species of them around the world. Some believe that they are a message from Mother Nature to tap into the real consciousness. The subjective effects of psychedelics are commonly known as the trip. It is a trip to your subconscious mind, to your subconscious self, to something you've long lost and you're not able to attain, reach and get into while you're awake and conscious. It is a trip to discovering your subconscious self. 
When going on a trip, it needs to be a controlled experience. It is either guided or you need to know what to expect, especially what to do when the experience gets frightening. Typically, the advice is that if you see a staircase, climb up. If you see a door or a portal, open it or go through it. If you see an evil entity, don't run away. Tell it what it's doing in your head and tell it what it can teach you. Surround your experience and relax. This is important since it's the difference between a good and a bad trip. A bad trip occurs when you start panicking and try to escape from the inescapable trip. When taking psychedelics, your current feelings in life at that moment have a major impact. If you're feeling loved, hated, at peace with yourself, these are critical for your experience. Apart from ego dissolution and a feeling of oneness, people have reported amazing experiences from the trip, which gives rise to the ineffability of the experience. Whether you close or open your eyes, you can't get away from the trip until it ends. People experience extraordinary colors, not only perceived but also felt, complex geometrical patterns, beautiful mandalas, symbols and very vivid imagery, as well as a loss of the concept of time and space, which is mind-blowing. There are extremes of emotions, euphoria, extreme love, connectedness, and at the same time, paranoia and unpleasant feelings during the trip, since traumatic experiences that were in your subconscious are retrieved which need to be dealt with for the betterment of yourself. An interesting experience is that people perceive negative thoughts as dark colors and shapes, and when they start thinking positively, they blossom into beautiful flowers of all colors, shapes, patterns and varieties. Think about this the next time you have negative thoughts. Of course, when the trip is over, you'll be back to normal, but with a whole new perspective of the world. This life-changing experience has long-term effects. Most antidepressants affect that exact same area of the brain, the serotonin receptor, and none of them have long-term effects after a single use. This makes it obvious why they have so much stigma and why they are still illegal, which is absolutely ridiculous. When people get out of their trip, the first thought they usually have is not when can I do that again, but rather do I ever have to do that again? because it's really intense. In the popular experiment where the rat has two levers, one is cocaine and one's food, and if you press the lever, he gets a dose of cocaine, and they'll press it until they die over and over again. If you put LSD in that device, they'll press it once and not again. Psychedelics make you have funny ideas, which are considered dangerous ideas. This is why psychedelics are prohibited, because they encourage you to think for yourself. People who returned from the trip felt the experiences were more real than real. We make our decisions based on what we believe is real. So perhaps we should take a deeper look at the physiological effects of the chemical compounds of these plants. Psychedelics are different from conventional drugs in that they are not addictive. They are actually anti-addictive. The experience is so profound and so intense that it's hard to get addicted to the experience. They've actually found to fight addiction. DMT is being confirmed to treat heroin and cocaine addiction. LSD and magic mushrooms have been discovered to treat alcoholism, lighter drugs, and smoking addictions. There are also positive effects on people suffering from autism, ADHD, and OCD, major disorders in the Western world. In an experiment conducted in 2006, 
40 adults were administered a regular dose of psilocybin. One in five had a bad trip. A bad trip is one that you feel panic and paranoia, but isn't bad per se, since the amount of things that you're going to learn about yourself is astonishing. All your subconscious insecurities and negative thoughts are going to surface, which you then need to work on and integrate to personally grow yourself. However, the most amazing fact is that one in three of the people reported that this was the single most important spiritual event of their life, and two of three that it was in the top five of significant experiences. Psychedelics gives you insight into how to become a better person. It won't make you a better person. It increases a sense of novelty, of say, a flower, enabling us to see the world as if it's new again. Imagine for a moment that you were reborn and you're seeing the world free of cultural conditioning, all preconceptions erased. Imagine looking at the people in your neighborhood, nature, the oceans, forests. What role would you play in all this? The mind begins asking more profound and timeless questions. Could it be possible that plants communicate not only among themselves and humans, but also among other species? Is this the collective consciousness of the planet? And is it possible that the war on the mind is not limited to human minds, but to the mind of the entire planet? Luckily, psychedelic research is slowly reviving, and we just might find the answer to these questions. Psychedelics are illegal not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third-story window. Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures and culturally laid models of behavior and information processing. They open you up to the possibility that everything you know is wrong. Terence McKenna